a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Ten albums. The soundtrack of your life. The most influential, game-changing albums that you can think of. Yeah, I think I think I have a couple you'll be surprised by. Wicked, wicked. May, well, maybe maybe not. They're all pretty straightforward. Oh, we'll see. Cool. Alrighty, welcome back to Ten Albums. Arctic My name is Matt. I'm joined podcast. by co-host Glenn of Lewis Estates. Glenn, how are you? Of creation. I am doing. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. My cat is staring at me, looking like he's half asleep. Oh, my goodness. He's wondering why, why I'm in his favorite chair. Oh, that's why he's it's like actually, half asleep. Because it's, like, act, it's actually my chair. He doesn't know that, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he probably has some kind of like, he got you to si- sign some contract while you were sleeping. He's actually like taking over yeah. the chair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah actually, I, I laid on him last night because I oh. came to bed really late because I was looking at Twitter and uh, I laid down and I just both squashed him. I was like, "Oh, sorry." Oh my goodness! And then, he... he's, then he's then he stayed there though. Oh, he didn't do like that. No, like no I actually had, I actually had to move him oh, when he wow. sleeps. That this is one of the newer kittens because we have four cats. I don't know why. Mm. Um, yeah, he just he just didn't even bother to move. He just like wow. He just laid there. Pretty I thought trusting. maybe I killed him. <laughs> yeah, like did I kill the new cat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we have three. We, uh, we're down to three again. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. He trusts you, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Okay. Well, let's get into it. We have our top 10 movie composer scores, soundtracks. Yeah. I don't know what the official term would be. The ones that aren't like your sound, your general soundtrack that has like the accumulation of different bands, right? Like we think of. Well, we, we use the, the last example, the Crow soundtrack with Rage Against the Machine and Nine Inch Nails and all the bands. This is actually the the score. So we're doing like top 10 movie scores. There we go. I kind of helped myself. It's what, it's what creates, yeah, it's what creates your atmosphere, atmosphere. and emotion in a, in, a movie, in a movie. Yes. Prim- aside from where, where you're hearing a song. So Exactly. So primarily, if not entirely instrumental. Yeah. More of like the, uh, the mood and atmosphere. Exactly, Len, in the background there. So. Okay, well, uh, why don't you why don't you start it off? We'll just alternate. So, what is uh, what is your first one that you'd like to discuss and bring up? Well, my first one is one of the first movies by Hans Zimmer on this list, which he seems to dominate. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I actually chose a movie that uh, you uh, had mentioned had won the Academy Award. Yes, long long ago. Yes, named the named the Dark Knight. Yeah. And yeah, he, I don't even know if he did Batman Begins, but uh, I actually didn't look that up. But The Dark Knight 
just seemed to create even more atmosphere for that movie. And oh, again, yeah. going back to what I said uh, in the composer episodes, just as soon as you hear that Joker theme, because oh, it happens yeah. right at the right at the beginning of the movie, as soon as you hear that, you know that the Joker's involved, and it happens throughout the movie where you know the Joker's gonna. Uh, make an appearance in that and it's just it's almost chilling to hear it how he created that uh i don't know whether he used some kind of string instrument in his in his uh not a band what the hell oh his orchestra and and it uh it's just it just makes your hair stand on end and i mean throughout that whole soundtrack not a soundtrack i gotta get away from saying soundtracks yeah throughout that score yeah Right. Throughout that score, just, yeah. It, and obviously, I think that that's the best Batman movie that was made. And, you know, due in part to Hans Zimmer and his, his music throughout it. And, and again, creating that theme for one of the best villains that was in the trilogy, which was Heath Ledger, who won an Oscar posthumously yeah. for uh, The Joker. And that one's an actual legit award, not the, uh, not the best picture. Right. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yeah, that's right. The, yeah. the other one was a joke between you and I about yeah. you picking the Dark Knight as a which I mean it, it could have been in a in a different universe where the Academy actually recognizes action movies and stuff, but it doesn't yeah. seem to happen very often. No, fair enough, fair enough. It was a pretty big deal that he he ended up getting that that award as it was, right? Because like a comic book, I remember even I guess Lord of the Rings was kind of the first one that like holy crap, like a blockbuster sort of fantasy movie. It's usually the more cerebral quote unquote you know dramas that that always get have the Oscar bait or whatever. So even Lord of the Rings to win Best Picture. Uh, the one year I believe it was Return of the King, and I'm sure it was. It took right. took the third try to right? get it. And, right. Yeah. So I mean that was pretty groundbreaking for the time as far as like what was considered best picture. So yeah, for sure to have a comic book movie to win best picture. Yeah, obviously I was uh, you know I was eating paint chips at the time. But um, <laughs> okay, no, that's a really good one, excellent one, and like you say, a little bit of a callback to um, to our other episodes. You have mentioned that one, uh, feeling very strongly about it. My first one is godfather part one and that is done by nino rota so uh yeah just uh i mean iconic the if nothing else the intro music like the something like that like the intro like the beginning credits uh music is yeah. just just amazing so good uh that is iconic to me that that's up there with any any uh movie really as far as uh you know uh, soundtrack uh, just hooks just that those few those few notes right that just get you and really set the tone and then you know marlon brando's performance with like the music in the background and you know kind of i uh, just yeah a fantastic movie i haven't watched it in forever i definitely want to watch it here sooner than later because it's been a while uh but yeah godfather is my first one godfather one i can't even really remember that movie i i actually just because I do that six scale collecting and stuff with uh, action figures and that, right? I figured out I figured out a way to like a lot of people will buy uh, merchandise like uh, like labels like that are made from brushed aluminum and stuff with the title of the of the character or whatever to put onto their stands and that. And I found out a way of doing it for way cheaper by printing them onto Avery gold foil sta uh, stamps. Oh yeah, and 
so I, I discovered how to do it by putting in any background, any, any texture, any kind of titles, pictures and stuff and, and blending them. So I actually just made the Godfather, uh, with the title, the title on it with the, the hand, like a marionette kind of thing, Oh, uh, nice. the way the Godfather title looks like. And then there's a smoking oh, gun cool. and in the back, in the background, there's, uh, like a faded out black and white shot of New York wow. prior prior to the world trade centers going up and mm. then coming down. Right. And right. it shows the, it shows the empire state building and stuff. So I, I made that label along with three other ones and I just sent them to Ontario yesterday. No way. Uh, to, to a friend. Uh, I'm not expecting to make a business out of it or anything. This is just something cool, I'm man. kind of learning and doing for fun, but it, it may, it may take off and I may end up doing a lot of them. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So. Super cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, what, uh, what is your uh, number two here? What's your next uh, numero dos? Uh, so my next one is going to be another Hans Zimmer. Okay. Uh, with In this respect, he was... I don't know whether he was consulted with or partnered with, but it's for Tron Legacy, which oh, was Daft, nice. Daft, Daft Punk. Punk. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Daft Fantastic. Punk and, and Hans Zimmer did have some kind of role that he played in it, but primarily if you look anywhere, it's basically uh, the credits go to Daft Punk for Tron Legacy. And it's just got, it's just got, I really am trying to, I'm not trying to, I just, I, I tend to stray away from your typical orchestrated music sometimes, unless it's something really unique. And, you know, the Tron, the Tron soundtrack was just really, it has that techno kind of, it, I mean, it sounds like Daft Punk, let's face it. And it's just got a really different feel to it than, and of course it is a futuristic movie. I mean, they're inside uh, a video game or not a video game, but inside the computer world. And they just nailed it so hard uh, for that movie. I was so upset when Disney decided not to go ahead with a sequel for that because uh, we would have got more of, you know, the visuals and more importantly, uh, more from Daft Punk with uh, Hans Zimmer. In a, in my opinion, for a score is one of my favorites of all time. Oh, absolutely. No, great. Uh, that's actually a really good one. That's, um, I... I looked that one up the other, not the other day, a while ago, uh, because the uh, one of the songs that's out of it is on a podcast that I listened to. I'm like, this is such a cool uh, intro, and I looked it up, and it ended up being uh, a song off that soundtrack. I was like, that's super cool, uh, and it just so happened, Glenn, to be Sasquatch Chronicles. So Sasquatch oh, really? Chronicles, yeah, had the uh, had a song that was off Daft Punk's, uh, you know, Tron Legacy soundtrack, and then you know they have the yeah, this the sounds of Sasquatch and, and people going, you know, the phone ins like they're, oh, you gotta get down here. There's a man in my backyard, you know, that kind of stuff, like uh, over top oh, yeah, of it. Yeah, so yeah. really memorable. Cool. And I was like, man, well, who does this music? Because it's super cool. And then I realized it was yeah, Daft Punk off that soundtrack. And that's that is super cool. So yeah, I'm glad you uh, glad you have that one in there. Super yeah, I love to I love to I love to hear them do uh, you know some more soundtracks. Uh, I mean, it, it, well, it is unique. I mean, obviously they're not going to do Titanic or something like that, but. <laughs> Maybe uh, they will. For the, <laughs> well, you never know. But they, uh, they yeah. actually broke up though, man. Like last year around this time, dude. You got to look up the video. It's actually pretty. Uh, gets you, uh, you know, if you if you're a fan of them, which it sound like you are. It's hard not to get emotional a little bit. So basically, uh, they're 
they do this video uh, where, you know, they have like the helmets on and stuff like that, right? I'm sure you're familiar with their presentation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yep. they're, they're walking through the desert and, um, and one of them stops and the other guy just kind of keeps walking ahead and doesn't notice for quite some time. And then finally, uh, like turns around and the guy that was, that wasn't walking with them kind of puts his head down, you know, like has the body language, like, a, like, I'm sorry kind of thing. Right. And, uh, yeah. then they both have this moment of acknowledgement that it's like the, it's over. And, uh, I forget exactly what happens. One of them does puts down their helmet or something like that. Like to kind of, okay, this is the hang up your boots kind of thing. And, uh, and then the other guy does like this self-destruction countdown thing and like basically like blows up and like, that's their, uh, you know, they're signing off. Mm. They're like, thank you to, thank you to their fans thing. So they're like, they did a in storyline or in their universe, basically had a, a breakup and, and like, you know, as far as you know, I like a, a, a termination or extermination of like their, of their roles. Like it's, it's, it's a done deal. It's crazy cool video. And actually I, uh, you get kind of strangely emotional. Cause like when you think of what, what that uh, group was able to do. Is that a, is that like actually a breakup or is that just retiring? Retirement. From the scene yeah. Retirement. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, like I, I, I don't imagine they would have done a cooperative video if they broke up with like bad feelings. Oh, right. right. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you never okay. know, but yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. Within storyline, they, uh, they, they're done. So, um, so yes, yeah, so having said that, I don't think they will be doing any more soundtracks, but you, how, you know, how entertainment and music is, uh, you're only as, uh, you're only as retired as your last tour, right? So, I mean, they could come back in five years. Who knows? Yep, for sure. Yep. Cool, cool. Okay, my number nine is definitely one we've talked about a fair bit on here. The Shining. The Shining has an amazing soundtrack. Um, nice. I'm going to look up who the hell does it. I should have been doing that while you were talking. My apologies. The I also did. I also did a label for that that got sent to Ontario. Oh, wicked. Because <laughs> he has a... He has a Jack Torrance on uh, on display. Oh, so sick. I did not to stray away from, from what we're talking about, but the the label I did has the twins silhouetted in the middle. Oh, wicked. and then it has and then it has uh, Stephen King's or not Stephen King. I mean, uh, it says The Shining by yeah. a Mar Martin Scorsese film or whatever, right? In a small print, and then uh, Kubrick film. Yeah. <sighs> What what was the other image I had on there? That might have been it. And then I just had the carpet from the hallway. As, oh, as it's like very faded in yeah. the background, so you yeah. can still see gold through it, but you see the red and stuff through it too. Oh, sick! That's super cool. Nice. I got to see pictures of these. It'd be cool if we could post them on our on uh, the face like our Facebook page or whatever. But yeah, talk about that after. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, shining, and it's done by uh, Wendy Carlos and uh, Rachel Elk Elkind Elkind. Yeah. So there we go. I did not know that. I would have expected it to have been one of the, the heavy hitters in, in composers, but um, never heard of either of those, but they both those ladies did a fantastic job. What is your... Yeah, it's good to, good to hear some other names. Absolutely. What is your number eight, or number three, I guess, Glenn? Uh, my number three, or however I'm doing this list, is Joker. Uh, and that would be Joaquin Phoenix's uh, rendition oh, of the Joker. Interesting. And this composer is a female, even though I don't really know how to say her name. Hildur Gudnatir. Oh, my. Jesus. Yeah. And she actually won uh, an Academy Award for the score. And I don't know if you have you seen Joker? I have not yet. No, I have not seen that one. Yeah, dude, you need you need to watch it. I think. Yeah, I'm I think big, it's uh... I think it's your kind of movie. 
Cool. It's not a typical superhero movie or supervillain movie. Like you, you need to watch it. And okay. it's got a, it's got a very distinct and disturbing kind of soundtrack, much mm. like, mm-hmm. uh, much like another actual movie that's on my, on my score list here. But yeah, cool. anyways, that cool. one is a great score. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. I'm, I'm always been a big fan of walking Phoenix and, and yeah, I've heard uh, that one's very polarizing from what I hear. People either love it or hate it. Uh, so it sounds like, uh, yeah, you and I generally have the same taste in pretty much everything. So I will definitely check it out. All right. My number three is a new movie. Well, new-ish. I guess it's not even new anymore. I have this like uh, strange concept of time. The older you get, it goes by so quick. Uh, I believe actually this one's actually 2011. So 10 years ago. Hardly new. But uh, the movie Drive with uh, with uh, Ryan Gosling oh, nice. has a fucking amazing soundtrack, man. It's got some opera. It's got like some really nice, uh, touching just music in the background. It's got some cool synth music. It's got like everything, and it's such a f- amazing soundtrack. I just love it. It's it's actually one of the best parts of the film, and and yeah. the whole film is good. But it is. But it the is. music it stands out huge. I fucking forgot that one actually. Yeah, <laughs> that one probably would have made amazing. my list. I forgot. Oh, and so this guy is. Uh, he did the same. He's the same guy that did Only God Forgives, which is another. It's uh, done by the same director. And has Ryan Gosling in it as well. So this guy's name is Cliff Martinez. And honestly, the Only God Forgives soundtrack is amazing as well. It has the... It is. Watch, the, mo- the movie's uh, a little weird. A but, little uh, weird, for sure. But the, the soundtrack, <laughs> is specifically that one uh, that one movie, or the one, uh, you know, soundtrack, or part of the soundtrack, that's what I'm trying to say, uh, that has like, it's on the preview. It's like that... It's like such a cool song. I think it's called Wanna Fight. If you would look it up on, yeah, on a, yeah, yeah it's that's so, what he because he says that in the yeah, movie. So and then he gets his ass handed to him. Yeah, I don't even think he gets one punch in. No, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> Drive is mine. I think it's an amazing movie and an even more amazing soundtrack. To your point, so Drive. What is your number four? Number four, I cannot uh, leave this off the list, even though I have not heard it in forever. But Ennio Marconi. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, nice, nice. Basically, basically, the first time I ever listened to a score, I had the record album when I was like so small. I was like probably started listening to it when I was six years old. Did not become a prodigy and did not go into composing, unfortunately. Instead, <laughs> I'm doing this podcast. Hey, that's and okay. Sl- and and slinging groceries, but uh, yeah, awesome, awesome. Just for that opening. Uh, that opening music to the movie, but throughout, I mean, that whole album is pretty cool, but can I remember it all uh, out of the top of my head? Absolutely not. No idea where the record went. I suppose I could always look it up on YouTube, but I, I have not recently. Right. No, I, I mean, that's a, that's a killer soundtrack. I know you've been always been a big uh, supporter of that soundtrack from when we were talking about composers and such. You were uh, very much an advocate for that one. Totally agree with you. That one's a tippy top as far as, you know, uh, Westerns go. Uh, as far, you know, as far as just like, everybody knows that movie, everybody knows uh, something to do with that soundtrack. It's been, it's been, but I, uh, this is a perfect time for me to do my number four. It's also done by the same gentleman, but, uh, this was my, uh, big Clint Eastwood Western movie that, that, uh, that turned my head more so than good, bad and the ugly. And it's high plains drifter. And it's, oh, I, uh, that's. It's a good movie. Oh, it's amazing. So anybody that does not, it's not as familiar with this. This has a lot of themes that, uh, you know, you've probably heard of or seen copied in other movies. Like he, he literally paints the town red 
and uh, and renames it Hell, which is so cool. And this is uh, one of his uh, man with no name, he being Clint Eastwood. His, his, he's the character, the man with no name. So he's like, kind of the idea is like, he's, I guess he's the devil, right? Like nobody really knows. And he kind of comes, comes to a town and just sort of straightens things out. And, but it's uh, obviously, I mean, he does it in such a way. I mean, if he, you know, he's painting, painting the town red, which is f- so cool, such a cool visual. And yeah, the music that came along with this one, right from the uh, entry, uh, like the, the, and uh, the beginning credits, I guess you could call it, is just so sort of unnerving and uh, just really sets the tone for the movie. So for me on a personal level, I can totally see why you and you have that, the backstory of you had the record and everything. So I, I completely understand uh, your take on it just for me personally, just in that same vein. And it's funny, that was actually the next one I was going to mention. So it's super cool that you you started with uh, with the same guy, the same composer in the same kind of genre. So Ennio en- en- Marconi did yes, that one too? Then. that is correct. Okay. Yeah, he did the majority, from what I gather, the majority of the spaghetti westerns with uh, Clint Eastwood there. So, uh, so he did that one as well. So yes, High Plains Drifters, my number four. What is your nice. uh, number five? Sorry, this might seem like a, a little bit rushed, but I got like 60 calls left today and well, I still... every year one thing is always predictable postage costs go up stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89 percent off usps and ups services so your business will barely notice the change stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours it's like your own personal post office no lines no traffic no waiting sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts that's stamps.com code program. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Go. And I got to pick up my kids. I oh, got to okay. pick up my kids too. So yeah, let's. We can nail through this pretty easily. Yeah, so, yeah. For the most part. Uh, so. We can speak to it a bit. Uh, what time do you have right now? Uh so it's like eight to eleven. So I kind of blocked us for an hour. I still got to get my dogs out, and then okay. I do have uh, you know back to back to back to back to back calls after that. So I, I have uh, I do have to. Uh, so uh, apologies to the listener and to you, Glenn. We're, we'll 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 be uh, picking up the, uh, the the which which makes it more dramatic, right? It's like the p- type of the score that's like you know the free flowing part was at the beginning. Now it's starting to do the starting to pick up, pick up the, pick up the tension a little bit here. So what is your, uh, what's your number five? It won't get as fast as an auctioneer. Uh, (laughs) no, that's right. Number five, number ten. Yeah. Uh, my, my next pick is Terminator two by Brad. Amazing. Amazing. Oh man. I don't even have pick Terminator one, but when with Terminator two, I like Terminator two, uh, a bit better. Uh, they are both similar. They, in fact, all the Terminator movies kind of follow that original theme, uh, to some degree, but yeah, I think Terminator two really is really the standout out of all the Terminator movies for, you know, having a, a score that just made the movie, uh, a blockbuster. So, Oh, for sure. Terminator two has an, I I love, the the ones that they the things that kind of carried ahead from terminator one and just sort of evolved and almost polished and made better for terminator two like that pulsing yeah. like when terminator's stalking them it's like that 
yeah, that like, kind of like pulsating, like you know, bass beat almost. I love that yep. from Terminator One, and then Terminator Two, that kind of had like the more like the. You know, like all that kind of yeah, and just like oh, dude, it's epic for sure. Uh, yeah, great. I, 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 for some reason didn't even think of Terminator. So I'm glad you're, you're giving it some love. Terminator two. Awesome. Okay. My fifth pick is, uh, one of the, well, it won our VRS. It won our top horror movie of all time. Uh, we are, you and I are both huge fans of this gentleman. John Carpenter, Halloween is one of the most epic soundtracks of all time, regardless if it's like horror movie or whatever, like just in in any genre, it is one of the most uh, iconic pieces of movie soundtrack, you know, anything, right? The And I'll, I'm, I'm on the subject of humming here, so the... It's just, it's just iconic. So John Carpenter's so if Halloween. You, if, you hum, if you hum stuff, there's no copyright infringement? No, because I'm probably doing it in the wrong key. Like, I don't know exactly. You know, I, I've transposed it, and yeah, I'm probably hitting the, some wrong notes as well. So no, I don't have to worry about it. That's, that's our go-around, Glenn, so we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, uh, yeah no, uh, awesome. I, he definitely deserves uh, deserves a place on the list uh, in regards to... Uh, well, I was just going to say James Cameron. That's not who we're talking about. Who are we talking about? John Carpenter, yeah. John Carpenter, sorry. I yep. like totally had a brain fart there. No, it's all good. Uh, I don't have Halloween on my list, but I recognize it as one of the top ones. The only reason it's not on my list is because it's horror, and I really don't follow horror. So. Sure, yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, my next one is my first John Williams film on the list. And I had to pick just one out of the Indiana Jones series. So I guess I didn't have to, but uh, I would pick Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Nice. nice. Just because it's, it's a, it's a bit different than the other films. It's got that whole molarum, 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 cigarum mm. and everything when they're doing the yeah. sacrifices and that. So it's got a, totally. it's got a little bit of a darker tone, uh, different tone than the other movies while it still incorporates all the best parts of the score from, you know, the original and, and the last crusade as well. Beauty. No, good choice there for sure. Can't go wrong with that. Okay. My number six is, uh, I was going to hum it right away. I'm trying to remember where, how it goes. Oh, uh, <laughs> da, 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 ba, ba, ba. of course, man. Rocky <laughs> is like, it's getting better. I mean, it has eye of the tiger on there, but Eye of the tiger, of course, is the song, a song, you know, but even like, man, the, the scene where like, the montage where, uh, where Sylvester Stallone's jogging and they do that like long shot where he's, he's running across, um, a bridge or something like that. And he's picking up speed as he goes and like, Oh dude, it's, it's so epic. So yeah. And that's Bill Conti. And then, so, so and then he climbs, climbs the steps. Yeah. That's, that's, in, Phil- this, oh, that's in Philadelphia. I Philadelphia. Guess. Philadelphia. That's right. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's just so iconic. And that music is, is absolutely amazing. So Bill Conti's uh, contribution of Rocky one is in my number six. Uh, my next movie is, a Blade Runner, but not the Blade Runner that we had mentioned in your mm. uh, your your mentions. whatever your yeah. runner ups. This is Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Cool, cool. Which you you have not seen again, and right. man, that soundtrack absolutely just blows your fucking head off when you watch it in the theater or you know oh, with nice. a de- a decent uh, sound system on. Yeah, okay. Just re- just real lows and stuff like bass things oh, like. Cool. Uh, I can't even explain it, but it's it's incredible. And again, it's another Hans Zimmer uh, 
Beauty. Uh, job on that one. And yeah, another movie you haven't seen that I think you really need to see Joker and Blade Runner 2049. Those are the two movies out of anything I've probably watched in the last probably couple of years that I, I would like you to take the time to watch them whenever you actually sure. have time. I know you don't have any, so not much these days, man, but I'm, I'm, yeah, well, I'm getting to that. Um, so, but yeah, the, the, the only thing that was holding me back of this one, isn't it like three and a half hours, like legit three and a half hours long? Uh, no, I don't think it's three and a oh, half okay. hours okay. long. Maybe I, maybe it I might just, be, it's, long. I think it's two hours and maybe 20. Oh, uh, you know what? I can handle that. It's, it's when movies start cresting the three hour mark, I, I get, I kind of lose interest, but okay, cool. I will definitely, yeah, but I've been meaning to, to watch that movie forever. So I, I will, I'll take you up on both of those. I, I promise by the time we come back, maybe we'll have, you know, we'll have those to talk about and maybe fire up VRS here again, uh, around the same time. So. Okay. Yeah. So either way, what do we got? One, two, three, four, six. So this is number seven. Um, I'm going the same route as you with a John Williams and I had to pick one. Uh, so I went Empire Strikes Back uh, just because of the, I mean, just a, a lot of the Darth Vader themes are very, become very rooted and, and very anchored in this particular movie, Empire Strikes Back, right? So, you know, the yeah. classic like that. Right. It's very, uh, this is kind of like the darkness of the, uh, you know, the hero's journey of this trilogy, right? This is kind of where the, uh, the empire is, is, is in the lead, right? Empire very much, uh, it makes uh, the good guys are on their heels on this one. So very dominated by Darth Vader's presence. So I chose this one specifically for that. Cause, uh, and super cool. I worked with the London, uh, symphony orchestra for this and yeah, just about as epic as, oh my God music coming in there we go as about as epic as you know music soundtracks get so empire strikes back john williams coming at us again uh my next one is also john williams and i actually said star wars and encompassing them all but since you broke it down to <clears throat> the empire strikes back i think i would go with uh the phantom menace probably oh. not the most pop probably not the most popular of the Star Wars movies, obviously, because yeah. of Jar Jar, Jar Jar Binks being in there, which was completely wrong. Yeah, right, uh, right. But I, just that duel of the fates, like I told you about where Darth Maul uh, appears to and fights uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn, and you hear all that kind of, it's like operatic or whatever. Right. You call that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know what you're so, talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I guess out of, out of all the Star Wars, I think that's the most distinct that I... I interesting, love, but interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to ignore anything star Wars, uh, that John Williams has touched because I mean, everything basically works on the same, on the same keys and, and such. And, and then yeah. he just, you know, he develops it from there. So no. yeah, star Wars, star Wars for sure. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, for sure. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, yeah, there's, there's really nothing better. That's it's tippy top for, the majority of moviegoers, anybody that likes Star Wars, I mean, it's obviously going to be in their list. So it's it's impossible not to have it in there. Okay, I'm going to go a little bit more fringe with this next one. It is uh, a movie called Dead Man. It's a it's kind of a, like I want to say like a, not an indie Johnny Depp movie. Uh, it wasn't like quite. I think it's Jim Jarmusch is the director. I want to say I'm going to look it up here. It's a super like it's kind of a psychedelic western. It's actually filmed in black black and white. And uh, it, the soundtrack is entirely done by Neil Young. So what he did is he just watched the movie over and over again with the sound down and he would just do reactionary, you know, guitar or, you know, organ music to the movie. 
And then, uh, you know, whoever produced it ended up just taking what they liked and what they didn't like. And yeah, so Jim Jarmusch uh, directed it. Uh, this is from 1995, I want to say. Yeah, released in 1995. And yeah, I just, I love Neil Young. He's my favorite uh, musician of all time. So for him to have done a uh, su super cool, like Jim Jarmusch is like, his directing style is very guerrilla, kind of run and gun. Uh, I like his style of filmmaking and yeah, I, this time I really like Johnny Depp, like in the nineties, early two thousands. I loved Johnny Depp. Uh, he's kind of gotten weird and unfortunately he's kind of, uh, one of the fallen heroes of Hollywood. Uh, but, uh, at the time he was the man and yeah, just everything kind of lined up for this one. So dead man, I would highly recommend, uh, anybody check out both the movie and, and just really enjoy the soundtrack as well. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about that movie. I, I remember what the character looks like just from some stills. He had like a black hat on and he had yes. like like the football stripes under his eyes, except they were red. So or Yeah, something. it was blood, uh, I believe from a deer that had, he had noticed it was like killed. And uh, he kind of like cuddled up against it and just kind of like felt the the presence of this dead animal, right? And, and then uh, took some blood off of it and did like a Zed kind of these zeds underneath his eyes and then that's kind of when, right. he, when his character had a real real big like re rebirth kind of thing so yeah it was yeah and it, okay yeah i i haven't seen it. i'll have to see if i can find it anywhere on my streaming services yeah it's an interesting um, movie okay so my next one is the lord of the rings and howard shore is the composer for that beautiful uh yeah pretty hard to leave them off to like you said earlier um probably the first time the Academy has ever recognized anything remotely fantasy based, totally. uh, yeah. action based kind of, you know, that kind of genre where they would completely ignore anything from that, that category where there was, they finally, I think they were almost forced to accept the fact that, uh, you know, it is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That film and the trilogy were were of such high quality in that, including the music by Howard Shore, that they, they simply couldn't ignore it and not look kind of stupid. Exactly, so. yeah, which is super cool. Like, yeah, when you uh, when it's just that undeniable, yeah, absolutely. No, good, very good pick. I you know I didn't have that come up. It's been a long time. I'm, Darcy and I just got through the Harry Potter movies, so uh, we're, we're looking to pivot to... Uh, we've just been enjoying them so much, I just started reading the books as well, finally, so... Uh, kind of in Harry Potter mode, I don't want to like cross pollinate fantasy worlds, right? And then I'm starting to mix up, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, mix up characters and such. So I'm going to uh, get a make a clean break of Harry Potter world, and then we're going to get into uh, back into Lord of the Rings. So at some point here, so yeah, no, really good pick, really good pick. Okay, a couple more picks each, or I believe, yeah, you only have well, one, I have, I one have more. One, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go with I've, I, you know, I've been a big advocate for this one throughout uh, the series, and it's Taxi Driver. And I already forget. Yeah, the guy's I figured name. that was coming. Yeah, yeah, and that was uh, who did we figure that was? Where's I? Name? I can find it. It is. You'll uh, get it before me. Uh, I have it written down, but I'm I'm not finding it here. Is it? Uh, it's like a sweet, like old guy name for sure. Bernard Herman. There we are. 
So he's also the guy that did all the uh, like Alfred Hitchcock movies, like the old original Psycho. So this guy is, knows his knows his stuff. Let's face it, some epic stuff he's created. And Taxi Driver is again just an epic movie. You've seen it, right, Glenn? I have, but it was a long very long time, time ago. ago. Okay. I remember Jodie Jody Foster is in that too, yeah, right? When yeah. she was really young. Very young, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and De Niro is just absolutely incredible in this movie. And yeah, the uh, the soundtrack, especially the end scene. I mean, it's Scorsese, so this uh, this is one continual shot of uh, just the chaos that was created, and the uh, the song that goes along with it, the score, the part of the score that goes with it is just incredible. And just in between the uh, the scenes, just with the uh, you know the cityscape and the kind of the rainy background, and then just sort of like this jazzy kind of music that he creates. It really takes you, like, really sucks you in, and uh, it, it, to me, it's a as just as huge a part of the movie as as the filmmaking or like the De Niro performance is the soundtrack. So, uh, yeah, for sure, Taxi Driver's in there for sure for me. So, all right, here we nice. are the the final the final uh, number ten for the both of us. I am interested to see what yours is. What is it, Glenn? Uh, the final one, I don't even think you would guess from me. So this might be a, somewhat of a surprise. It's uh, this. It's the score for Seven. Ooh, very and, good. And it it was primarily done by Howard Shore again, but uh, Nine Inch Nails also had a part in it. Right. And there there wasn't singing in it. That if you if you go back and view the movie, you'll notice that the opening credits is Nine Inch Nails, and it's. It's actually fucking creepy watching those opening uh, titles and that with the Nine Inch Nails song uh, in there because it's showing black and white stills and and uh, sepia and stuff of of murder scenes and just weird imagery and stuff that's all associated with this basically this serial killer that's I don't know whether he's prophesizing or whatever uh, in the movie and taunting the police which is. Uh, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman's characters. But uh, yeah, I went with that primarily because of the Nine Inch Nails opening and then Howard Shore scores the majority of it throughout. And I saw that movie in Lethbridge uh, very late at night and I had to walk home when I was living in Lethbridge and it, was, it wasn't really an enjoyable walk home. <laughs> so right? it planted it, it de- the music planted a seed uh, in your head for sure. Uh, not just the movie imagery, like I say, uh, as, as I see it, motion picture scores create emotion and atmosphere that one doesn't notice until probably later on. And that's what it did for me, especially walking home. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I could see that for sure. Yeah, no, very good pick. I wouldn't have guessed that actually, but, uh, that one was always kind of in my, like, I wouldn't say top of mind, but it was, it was floating around. If I had like a 20, top 20 it would be it would probably be in around there because yeah seven was is very much uh you know they had great visuals but the music was huge about it too i didn't realize nine inch nails uh participation as it was i also know that that awesome david bowie song at the very end the heart's filthy lesson where the credits go upside down as as you read them it's super cool yeah very cool ending of the movie as well Awesome. Uh, speaking of creepy, that is my number 10 as well. It makes you feel uneasy, a little bit like the, the movie The Shining or The Thing, any of those types of movies. And it is There Will Be Blood. And that is uh, Johnny Greenwood. So the guy from Radiohead, the guitar player, keyboard player from Radiohead, also does soundtracks. And he does a lot of soundtracks for P.T. Anderson. And this is a P.T. Anderson movie. 
uh, along with da- Daniel Day-Lewis as the lead. And the movie I thought wasn't as, uh, it was for me, it was like how, uh, no country for old men is for you where like you appreciate it, but it's not like it's by no means even close to your favorite movie. That's how it is for there will be blood for me. And those two were kind of, uh, like rival movies. If you remember for 2007, uh, you know, as far as like best picture and, you know, the, the actors and all that. So. I think even uh, the filming, like they were filming close to each other. There's a little bit of a rivalry uh, from what I gather from uh, There Will Be Blood versus No Country for Old Men. Uh, so, but the soundtrack is undeniably amazing. I've always been a big fan of Johnny Greenwood. Uh, you know, from my beginnings of listening to Radiohead back in like 94, I was, I was like, okay, who's this guy? Like he just kind of stands out, right? And he's just a, just a musical genius. And the fact that he can do like, you know, full on movie soundtracks really speaks to that. And yeah, There Will Be Blood has that kind of Stanley Kubrick shining sort of yeah. feel to it, right? Makes you feel very yeah. He's got a he's got a. Re- I went back and I actually went back and listened to some of that this morning because mm. that was one that I was possibly going to make the list. And he's got a very creepy tone to a lot of his synth and, and yeah. guitar and stuff that's yeah. that's in there. Like that's very atmospheric, not your typical, you know orchestrated titanic braveheart braveheart which didn't make the list surprisingly but, yeah uh worth a shout out i mean you you can't you can't pick everything but uh yeah I, I did notice that you know when you're getting some of these guys from bands or the bandits themselves whether it's daft punk or whether it's johnny greenwood or whether it's nine inch nails or, or whatever yeah uh they they bring a totally different feel uh and i guess kind of a it feels like dystopia kind of feel to, yeah, to the yeah. movies. Or I don't know, and I don't know whether that's because the director picks that, or whether they just come in and and go that way because right. of the plot. But but it, it just it just seems to kind of work with the ones that I've seen so far. I mean, it works well. So absolutely, yeah, no, completely agree. There's your our top ten, Glenn. If you can just email me or send me over uh, your top ten list again, just so I don't have to like listen back and uh, get it. And that way, I can put it in the show notes. But that is yep. it, ladies and gentlemen. This is a sort of an impromptu ending, a little bit of an abrupt ending to uh, this season four here as we know it. Uh, like I say, we have intentions of coming back before season five starts. If you recall, it's in around Halloween is when we uh, our season changeover happens. So uh, this will be airing fairly early in March. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, taking a bit of a hiatus here from the show. But we will be coming back. In the meantime, we'll be posting some of the old episodes uh, to kind of keep the thing going. And then hopefully over the summer or early f- or early fall there, sort of at the latest is what I'm thinking, at the very, very latest, uh, we'll be back up and running. But thank you so much to all the listeners all around the world that have been tuning in and continue to tune in. It's uh, very yeah flattering. We have done very little to advertise. Actually, we've done zero to advertise the show. It's all been organic. And it's really cool to sort of word of mouth and, and just uh, listeners uh, that have been... Uh, you keep checking in over the years so very much appreciated glenn any final words uh no just thanks to all the folks who have actually tuned in and listened uh we appreciate it and it's uh it's nice to be able to share with people that we don't even see you but we know that someone's out there listening and yeah uh thanks thanks to you matt for for being the host and and providing myself and and other guests with the opportunity to to share our thoughts and stuff and uh we hope that you'll be up and running again by uh, the time that you 
that you predict. And yeah. in the meantime, yeah, good luck with your ventures and, and Thanks, uh, we'll, we'll see you shortly. I hope. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks guys. And thank you, Glenn. Appreciate that. And yeah, we'll, we'll be coming uh, We'll see you down the road. I'm sure. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.